Good morning. Welcome to Stony Brook Church. We're so glad that you've chosen to worship with us, especially if you're visiting with us this day. My name is Pastor David Hoffman, and I bring you greetings on behalf of our entire staff, including Pastor Bob Thomas, our emeritus pastor. Today we'll be honoring and celebrating our early learning center here at Stony Brook, and we're so glad that, you, uh, that you're here this morning. If you've not had a chance, you're invited to visit our art show in the Narthex and also um, the book fair um, in the chapel. And as we begin our time together, you'll find a, a little strip, a connection card in your bulletin packet, or you can find it online at stonybrook.church. And you can use this connection card as a chance to register your attendance, a place to share your prayer concerns, and a place to register on the back for upcoming events and studies. Several announcements as we gather today. A reminder, our United Methodist Women, or United Women in Faith uh, will sponsor a bake sale on this coming Tuesday, Election Day, May 3rd. Um, they will be opening at 6 o'clock a.m. Uh, the kitchen for baked good donations. Um, you can leave them there or you can leave them um, on, also on Monday. You're invited to package um, those items in half and full dozens uh, with ingredient lists on the bag, and 100% of those uh, proceeds uh, will go to missions locally, nationally, and around the world. So you're invited uh, to support our United Women in Faith. Also, we'll be honoring our 2022 graduates at all three services on Sunday, May 15th. If you or a family member will be graduating from high school or college, um, you're invited uh, to send your name along with where you're graduating from and your next steps to the church office by a Sunday or Saturday, uh, May the 7th. Uh, we are, are excited to celebrate with you. Our attendance numbers are growing, uh, our in-person attendance, which is great news. Uh, with that being said, we're in need of additional servants, and especially in the areas of greeters and ushers at all three services. Uh, we're also needing online hosts for the 9.30 and 11 o'clock worship services. Um, and for that online host, you need not be uh, here in person. We're also in need of coffee hour servants. You can help uh, serving once a month or every other month. You can please sign up on the back of your connection card. And those connection cards can be placed in the offering plate um, as the uh, offering is taken. We're also in need of production volunteers, uh, camera operators, audio engineers. Volunteers uh, do not need to have uh, former experience because training is provided. Uh, there's a QR code there. Um, you can uh, simply take a picture of that and we'll direct you uh, to an online sign up. Uh, volunteers are asked, um, they can serve uh, uh, twice a month or once a month. We're also seeking to fill uh, the position of communications office assistant. Um, this position is a paid position. It's hourly, working Monday through Thursday and every other Friday for 28 hours a week. You're invited to visit stonybrook.church slash job um, opportunities for full, a full job description and an application uh, for that. Today is also the first Sunday of the month, a time uh, when we collect our benevolence offering. This offering is used to meet the practical financial needs of our neighbors in need. Uh, you can place your benevolence offering in the baskets as you come up to receive Holy Communion this morning. And our love, support, and sympathy are extended to the family of member Eldora Heyman, who died on April 29th. And Eldora is the mother of Kelly Shellhammer, and certainly our love and prayers surround Kelly and her family. 
Friends, you can find uh, more information about these announcements and many more in your bulletin or online at stonybrook.church. And friends, this truly is the day that God has created. I invite us now to be in worship together. Christ asked Peter if he loved him. Peter affirmed three times. 
times his love of the Lord. Christ asks us if we love him. We affirm our love of the Lord in our worship. Christ calls us to demonstrate our love in service. Lord, help us to witness to your love in the ways in which we care for others. You may be seated. I'm going to ask if the Early Learning Center students could come up during the last stanza of our opening hymn for special music to share with us. And also parents, please keep in mind for children's moments or for special music today, we are doing a live recording. Thank you. Welcome, welcome everyone 
Now you're here, let's have some fun. Okay, now we're gonna do friends hold hands. You ready? Friends hold hands, okay. And you can hold a hand with a friend. One, two, three. Friends hold hands, friends hold hands, friends hold hands and smile. All our classmates are our friends. Let's sing with them a while. Good job. <laughs> okay, you guys can sit down. Sit down. I'd like to invite all children to come forward for the children's moment. So if you're not an ELC student, that's okay. Come on up. I'm going to sit right here. She can come up with mom if you want. Mom, you can come too. I'm going to sit right here. Do you want to come up here? You can come up here closer. You can come closer. You can sit on the stairs or right there, wherever you like. We'll wait for some more friends to come. Come on up, Eli. All right. Good job. Welcome, friends. This is a special day, isn't it? We get to celebrate the Early Learning Center. We get to sing together. We get to praise God together. My name's Miss Kristen. I know most of you, but not all of you. And I'm the director of children's ministry here at Stony Brook Church. And I'm here to talk to you about our story in the Bible today. And our story in the Bible today is around a very special number. Can you guess what the number might be? Maybe some of you saw my poster when you came up here. Can you guess what number? Guess a number. What do you think? One, three? You guessed right, three. Three is the magic number. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. All right, three is the magic number. And the reason why three is the number we're going to talk about today is because Jesus, after Easter, went to visit his friends who were called the disciples. And it was the third time, three, that he visited his friends. And he went to the beach to visit them. Have you guys been to the beach before? Yeah. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Well, when Jesus went to the beach, he was visiting his friends who were fishing. They were working. And they had worked all night. And they hadn't found any fish to catch. And Jesus, even though he knew that, he called out to them and he said, Friends! Have you caught any fish? And his friends said, no, we've been working all night and haven't caught any fish. And Jesus said, look on the right side of your boat. So they cast their nets. And do you know what happened? They got so many fish. When they pulled their net in, their boat started to sink. It was so heavy. You know how many fish they got? Very close. Did you say 150? Actually, it was 150 plus three. It was 153 fish. And so they went ashore and they sat down at a fire 
And Jesus loved and cared for his friends so much, he made breakfast for them. He gave them fish, and he gave them bread, and he cooked it over a fire. Did your mommies and daddies or grandmas and grandpas ever make breakfast for you? breakfast in bed for mom too would we make breakfast for moms in bed are we telling her that we love her we're showing her that we love her don't we and when moms and dads make breakfast for you right Addison are they showing them that they love you they love you very much and so that's what Jesus was doing do you know what And Aunt Susie makes you breakfast too, I bet, right? Do you know Jesus asked his friend Peter three times, three times, he said, Jesus, or he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, I love you, Jesus. And then Jesus said, feed my sheep. Now, Jesus didn't have sheep, but what he meant was, Take care of the people around you. Love them. Show them that you love them. And he asked Peter, do you love me, Peter? Three times. Now, why do you think he asked that question three times? Well, I tell you, it's because Jesus felt it was very important. And when we're at school or when we're with our brothers and sisters and moms and dads, can we be sure that we care and love for our friends? Can we do that? Maybe we can't make them breakfast, but maybe we can give them a pat on their shoulder when they're not feeling good. Or maybe we can pick up our toys when mom and dad tells us to, right? That's how we can show people around us that we love and care for them. Now, I have something special for you to show you that I love and care for you. I brought three Swedish fish that you can take with you back to your seat. Do you know what Swedish fish are? They are very good. You are absolutely right. And at one at a time, you can come up and get three Swedish fish, okay? And then you can go back to your seat. Come on. You already have three? Okay. You can go back to your seat now. Thank you for coming. We love you. Thank you for loving others in Jesus' name. Good job, Eli. Thank you. You're welcome. Here you go, Addison. We are invited to bring our doubts and fears, our joys and concerns, our requests and praise, and offer them for the earth and all its creation. Let us pray. 
Receive these prayers, O God, and transform us so that we love and care for one another as you have called us to do. God of redemption, recovery, and renewal, we lift to you those who are involved in Kairos prison ministry. We remain mindful that this weekend we do not bring Jesus to Marion Correctional Institution, but rather we meet Jesus there. You visited me when no one else did. You gave me someone to trust when I mistrusted everyone. You trusted me despite all the broken promises left in the wake of my past. I was looked upon with disdain. You saw me with dignity. I was alone. You kept me company. I was treated with cruelty. You saw me with kindness. I thought my story didn't matter and you listened and let me know it did. I was hopeless. You gave me hope. I was forgotten. You remembered. I was a number, but you said my name. Jesus, I wonder if when you said, feed my sheep, not one or two, but three times, if it was because you were hard, because you were hard to hear, or if the disciples thought they misheard you, or if you heard the murmurs of arguments, what if they're drunks or sinners or demon-plagued or diseased or lame? Did you take a deep breath, Lord? And close your eyes and gather your patience and lower your voice to a teaching whisper and say, feed my sheep again. With a little bit of frustration creeping in and then did you finish with huge compassion and love, overwhelming the words so that the disciples could not help but feel overwhelmed with the call to action. Feed my sheep. God, may we hear the request, the call, the mandate today, this is our prayer, amen.
Thank you for your gift of music this day. Our scripture lesson comes from the 21st chapter of John, verses 1 through 19. I invite us to hear these words. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we'll go with you. And they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. And when they had, got, when they had gone to ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them, and though there were so many fish, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took bread and gave it to them and, and did the same with fish. Now this was the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to them, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and, and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indica indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. And after he said this, he said to them, follow me. Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks be to God.
morning. Good morning. My name is Emily Obravic, and I serve as the director of the Early Learning Center. My parents moved in across the street when I was about 10 or 11, and attended services here at, and I attended services here at times as a child. But I became an active member after a mission trip I took with Stony Brook, ASP, in my early 20s. My husband, Brett, and I have seven children. We are regular attendees of this service, the 9.30 a.m. worship service, with our extended family. And as you can see, we take up an entire pew. <laughs> Reflecting on today's scripture lesson, Stony Brook Early Learning Center, lovingly referred to as the ELC, has been casting nets into our Gahanna community for nearly 50 years. When I stop to think about the number of children who have passed through the doors of this building and have been loved by the teaching staff here, I am in awe. What was started as the brainchild of the former pastor of Stony Brook, Reverend Gary Boucher, as a way to use extra church Sunday school rooms, became a real life representation of Jesus's Let the Children Come to Me and has impacted thousands of lives in the Gahanna area over the years. It is not uncommon when you mention the ELC to have someone in the community immediately make a connection with Stony Brook. When the ELC started, they were aware of a need in the community and had the resources to meet those needs. They didn't know what to expect, they trusted, and Jesus provided in an enormous and overwhelming way. The scripture reads, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. When I think of the ELC, three words come to mind. Care, foundations of learning, and relationships. Obviously, some of these words would come to mind immediately when thinking about any environment that includes children and learning. Getting to spend our days growing minds and learning ourselves from all of these sweet souls is truly an honor and a privilege for all of our staff downstairs. One of my favorite ways to connect with kids is a hug. And any student that I had in second grade would tell you that they loved the hugs too, even if they didn't start out that way when they came into my classroom on the first day of second grade. With the pandemic, this critical piece of human connection was stifled. It is one way that all of the teachers here at the ELC have shown love and care when working with children and their families. Getting to greet the children each day as they arrive, I now have several children that I know will always want a hug, several times actually, like they'll come when they leave too, <laughs> or a fist bump or a thumbs up. That connection with the children is always a bright spot in my day. And when I visit in classrooms, seeing a teacher love on a student that is having a rough time separating from a parent, or watching the other student say goodbye to a friend that is leaving early with so much enthusiasm, or seeing a few children skip across the playground holding hands, 
that love and care that is a part of our school shines out. Being a preschool, one would also expect some learning to occur. And some may be surprised that the academic learning that takes place in a preschool may not be the most important lesson that a child learns. Jesus' teachings of loving, caring, and accepting others are being lived out daily each time children come to school. In one classroom just this week, there was a child that scraped his knee coming in from recess, and all of the others in his class immediately went to him to make sure he was okay. Then, there is the beautiful symphony of watching little ones learn to share toys and play together with peers, something else that the pandemic took away from us. And my personal favorite is the notes and drawings children create in appreciation for their friends and teachers. And sometimes I even get to be the lucky recipient of those notes. Got several in my office on the wall downstairs. Sure, children are learning early literacy and math skills and learning about shapes and colors. But most importantly, they are learning how to be in a relationship with others, to lift each other up when someone is hurt or sad and they learn what a joy it is to bring a smile to others just by loving on them. I still remember several of my teachers from childhood. Mrs. Stewart, my kindergarten teacher, was one of those teachers that you just don't forget. I remember being so nervous to walk into elementary school that first day, and her warm smile helped to ease my little five-year-old fears. Raise your hand if you had a teacher or educator that brings that type of warm memory to mind when you think back on your education. Maybe some of you with a raised hand were lucky enough to be a student here at Stony Brook ELC. I know if you were a student, you could probably share a memory about one of your teachers that made you feel safe or special or even just seen. Maybe that teacher was Miss Kim Balzano Ms. Kim is retiring this year after 38 years here at Stony Brook. Or even Ms. Becky Kidwell. Ms. Becky started her career here as a teacher before becoming the director from January 1980 to July 2020. Or perhaps one of the other teachers who has touched so many lives here at school. It is because of these kinds of relationships that kids feel safe and loved at school. And this preschool has excelled at putting relationships first for nearly 50 years. Relationships with families that have spanned two or three generations of family members, all walking through our preschool doors. Of course, my kids are talking during the sermon too. <laughs> and I cannot mention relationships without touching on the relationship between the ELC and Stony Brook United Methodist Church. We support each other and lift each other up in times of need. Working through these past two years of COVID has strengthened this relationship, which is a true testament to both organizations, as COVID has wiped out so many businesses over the past two years. Sorry, that's mine down there. <laughs> I also would like to add that I began as director during the pandemic. And because of the care and support that I received from this congregation, the pastoral staff, our teaching staff, and all of the families here at the school, I have never regretted my decision to leave my teaching career. That's what Jesus calls us to do, 
to come together in relationship with one another. Every day I thank God that I have the privilege and honor of working with all of these sweet kiddos, wonderful families, and amazing educators. My life has been blessed by you all. The relationships, love, and learning that we all share together are why Stony Brook United Methodist Church and Stony Brook Early Learning Center is not only thriving, but also a place that makes an enormous positive impact on, in the Gehanna community and in our world. Jesus surely cast his nets in this amazing place, and there has been so much abundance here. We have so much for which to be thankful. It's okay, I, I know what it's like to have twins preaching while twins are, yeah. Thank you, Emily. Out in the boat that day, the disciples trusted Jesus, and Jesus provided beyond their expectations. And I can't help but look back over the years of the Early Learning Center, one of the largest outreach ministries of our church, and celebrate the abundance that God has poured into the lives of this congregation and the Gehanna community. As it was being formed, I'm sure that its founders had no idea of the many ways that God would provide. They trusted, and God provided beyond what they probably could have ever hoped or imagined. Through the ups and downs of transitions, even through a pandemic, this vital program has survived and is thriving today. We give thanks for the visionary leadership, the hardworking staff, the many children and their families, even generations of families, everyone both then and now who has worked hard to sustain this vital ministry. Now if we look at the bigger part, picture of this morning's text, this was the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after the resurrection. Jesus was there on the shoreline, and he could see what the disciples could not see. In their own efforts, they were not successful. They'd been fishing all night and had caught nothing. And then Jesus asked them to cast their net in a different way, on the other side of the boat, and they caught an abundance of fish. We too are challenged by this text to see God's efforts making a difference in our lives. We too are challenged to seek out ways as individuals, as a congregation, and as ministries of this church that we might always strive to cast our nets together in new and different ways. There is an abundance of fish just waiting to be caught, and there are countless ways in which we can cast our nets into the community and into the world. We need each other. Some standing on the shoreline who can see the schools of fish swimming out there in the water and some in the boat who are strong enough to haul in God's abundant catch. When we trust, our faith assures us that God will provide when we follow God's lead. Now also in this text, this, this disciple, the disciples' encounter on the beach was also an opportunity for reconciliation, a chance to make things right. Peter, who during Jesus' arrest and trial, had denied Jesus three times, and he's now given the opportunity to make three 
professions of faith. Jesus asked Peter if Peter loved Jesus three times, and each time Peter responded, yes. And then Jesus responded to Peter's profession of faith with a command to feed, to care for, and to tend those in his care, and then to follow Jesus. You see, there on the beach, Jesus met their needs. He knew what they needed. He could see the bigger picture. Jesus even fed them breakfast. And we can't help but make a connection with Jesus' actions in this text and the Last Supper. Jesus came and he took bread and he gave it to them and he did the same with the fish. Jesus was offering what he had and what the disciples had brought. And this was, was not just an opportunity to feed them physically, but also to feed them spiritually. Jesus reminded them that they were not alone, that they had each other and that Jesus would always be with them. And shortly, we too will have an invitation to the same table to be reminded that Jesus journeys with us. A table of Holy Communion where we too are fed and reminded of Jesus' presence. And friends, it is God's table. It's open to everyone of all ages. And Jesus' commands to Peter was also a challenge to us to feed, to care for, and to tend those in our care. And friends, God, through Jesus, has equipped us and gifted us for this task. We've been given nets. We've been given boats and a well-stocked body of water on which to fish. I want to leave you with a story that you might have seen on the news or in social media sometime over the past two weeks about a teenager from Columbus, Ohio, who decided to cast his net in a different way that would help to change the world. So apparently the 13-year-old smuggled his family's toaster to school along with a box of Pop-Tarts. His mom began to write to her Twitter account, apparently my kid got in trouble for packing our toaster in his backpack and pulling it out at lunch to make Pop-Tarts for his class. You can imagine the reaction that he got from the staff at school, right? This is not how things are done, right? <laughs> no. A teacher helped him to find an outlet near his lunch table for the toaster. That teacher took a risk. His mom went on to elaborate on the incident and said, got a bit more detail of the incident. He took his backpack to the lunchroom, found a spot by the outlet, pulled out the toaster, set it on a seat next to him, and proceeded to toast Pop-Tarts and pass them around. And we only had enough at home for his table. <laughs> the gesture that actually won millions of hearts on the internet was when his mother revealed that he didn't charge anything. <laughs> and as you can imagine, this uh, post went viral. The, the story is all over the place. Even Kellogg, the maker of Pop-Tarts, found out and has now provided the entire school with Pop-Tarts. <laughs> 
and a $5,000 donation to No Kid Hungry in this teenager's name. The family was so overwhelmed with donations that they have directed folks to the Mid-Ohio Food Bank. But that's not all of the story. This is not the first time that this teenager has chosen to cast his net differently. There's a backstory to this teenager's life. Six years ago, he was diagnosed with cancer. And Legos helped him through his diagnosis and his treatment. And someone gifted to him $100 to buy Legos. And this teenager turned around and used that money, that gift, to buy Legos for kids battling cancer there in his hospital ward. Friends, we can learn from this teenager's example. We can learn lessons from the preschoolers who enter this building every school day. We can learn to cast our nets differently. We are challenged to cast our nets in different ways to follow Christ's way of love and peace and grace, meeting others where they are and making a difference in their lives just like the team is making a difference, casting their nets in different ways, our Kairos team up at Marion Correctional Institution, even as we speak. And friends, when we trust and when we follow, God assures us of an abundant catch. May it be so. Amen. Friends, it is now our opportunity. In fact, it's a privilege for us to be able to give back to God a portion of what God has entrusted to our care. I invite the ushers to wait upon us as we offer our tithes and our offerings this day. And also a reminder, as you come up for Holy Communion, you're invited um, to give with our benevolence offering in the baskets provided up front. I invite us now to this time of offering.
Almighty and most merciful God, from you comes every good and perfect gift. We give you praise and thanks for all your mercies. Your goodness has created us. Your bounty has sustained us. Your patience has borne us. Your love has redeemed us. Oh God, give us a heart to love and serve you and enable us to show our thankfulness for all your goodness and mercy by giving up ourselves to your service and cheerfully submitting in all things to your blessed will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. You may be seated. Friends, Christ invites to this table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and who seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not heard their neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nations shall not lift up sword against nation and neither shall they learn war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all of the company of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your holy church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And at his ascension, you exalted him to sit and reign with you at your right hand. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread 
gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you drink of this cup, do this in remembrance of me. And so now in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we now offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we now proclaim the mystery of our faith together. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us gathered here and upon the families that we represent and pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us a body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all your world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at that heavenly banquet together. Through your, your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, both now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, we are, we are bold to join our hearts and voices together, praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, because there is one loaf, we who are one body partake of the one loaf. The bread in which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Friends, these are God's gifts for us, God's people. This table is open to all those gathered here and those joining us online. You're invited to share in this holy sacrament whether or not you're a member of this or of any congregation. Gluten-free elements and pre-packaged elements are available for those who need them. As you come forward this day, you'll be offered some hand sanitizer and then given a cut piece of bread and invited to take a cup of juice. Again, this is God's table. All are welcome. I invite those who are serving and the ushers to wait upon us.
Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you've given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the living of our days in the strength of your spirit, knowing that your presence, your abundance goes with us. Amen. Invite us to stand and sing together. be seated for just a moment. So we wanted to take a moment to recognize Miss Becky. Uh, Miss Becky Kidwell was the director here, as I stated earlier, 
from January of 1980 until July of 2020. Before she was the director, she was a teacher here when the school opened in January of 1973. So Miss Becky was here for quite a long time. I think 48 years, Becky, is that correct? She was a part of the lives of the children um, and a part of the lives of this community. We will be doing um, a reception open house over the summer to help celebrate her retirement. But I just wanted to recognize her. Miss Becky, could you stand for a moment so we can celebrate you? Thank you for all your service to the community, Miss Becky. Yes, thank you for the gifts that you've brought to us. And now may the love and peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us this day and remain with us forever. Amen. <laughs>